previously on the Third Gallon Podcast. You see a man um, pull his little black bowler hat off his head, put it down on the table and says, Well, helping you hurt Mugland helps me get Angelique Loveless. Then the enemy of my enemy is my friend. He goes, pleased to make your acquaintance. I'm Alonzo Tenrivet. You see a shield marshal pinning something up on a, on a, like a, a bounty board. Uh, oh, shit. And you, uh, and you see pictures of yourselves. Do you read them? Yes. They're yeah. Wanted posters. Uh, Alonzo Obviously. says wanted for like five accounts breaking and entering, two accounts of selling compromised locks. Alonzo sits down after he's had his whiskey and he realizes something very sobering. With his face on a poster, he needs to make probably hit one of his last few contacts with his beloved Eleanor. Oh. Oh. Just in case they try to get to her. So he, he drafts her a very heartfelt letter letting her know that he won't be able to speak of her for a little while. And a woman comes and picks up the mail and starts looking through the letters. And we see one familiar one, one that Alonzo sent out. Uh, and she opens the letter. Dearest Eleanor, I write you this letter to warn you that it could be my last for some time. The less you know, the better, should they ask you about my whereabouts or my actions. If you haven't already seen my face on the posters, you should know that there's a bounty on me now. They will pay for tarnishing my good name, but more importantly, I'll be damned if they make us wait for our happiness together much longer. Be wary and be smart, my love. If they ask, you know nothing, and it's true, and not because I don't trust you. Should the worst somehow befall me, what little I have left to my name is yours. Check my father's favorite lockbox. You'll know the one. Take care of yourself and let your father know I don't actually dislike him as much as I act like I do. He raised you well into someone I can't help but love. Yours always, Al. She folds the letter. She tucks it into a pocket. She pulls out a little handkerchief, wipes away a small tear. I I rolled a natural 18. Uh, That'll be a total. Not 32. 34. 34. You will be critically hit. I can't take a critical, guys. 16 points of flashing damage. I'm down. Psych here. You round the corner, and you see Alonzo bleeding out on the floor in a massive, massive pool of blood. And you see the one last final just... As he lays there, and he dies. Mm -hmm. And we let you guys use all your resources, but sometimes... The dice say you die. Mm-hmm. Alonzo is dead. gone on record saying some possibly needlessly harsh things about DM bullshit gods making uh, player characters come back to life. Uh, I've decided that I am actually all for that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I'd really love if you could also embrace this with me, Derek. Doesn't Bree like Bri? 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 Totally. Uh, Doesn't Bri like love us? 
Al's fucking dead, y'all. <laughs> I took such good care of him and that bitch died. <laughs> oh, no. I have uh, in a... Uh, a sad turn of events. I have notes usually for every episode. We start usually with a banter topic or yeah. things we need to cover. Uh, and my notes for season three, episode 30, bullet point one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, uh, I logged into Foundry today when we were setting up to record. Uh, and I just see... Uh, Alonzo's, Alonzo's fucking token, token with, with a skull over and it. There's like a bajillion conditions clicked on it. Yeah. Listen. There sure are. Every single... <laughs> One of you better put an F in chat. Yes, F's please. In chat. F's in chat. F's please. in comments. Every I'm looking at Bridgie. I'm looking at Mario. I'm looking at Jr. Lonergan. I'm looking at every single L-N-T one of you people. Play. Every one of you. F in chat. F's in chat. If you're listening right. in the podcast version, you're not on the YouTube video. Hit the Google it's form. Okay. You are forgiven. Just it's okay. Throw an F in the Google form for me. Just, Just write F on the nearest wall. An, yes. And the nearest wall. Write yeah. down our social media links <laughs> please do graffiti and then write f underneath them paint f on your cat so they can run away and spread the f to everybody uh, yes and if you're wondering though this podcast sounds a little bit quieter today it's because cat is not at the table cat's yeah dead y'all <laughs> no cat's not dead oh, cat's good. dead oh. i took such good care of her and that bitch fucking died Cat has left me with a lot of notes uh, and mm-hmm. instructions on some things, uh, but her character is dead, and so she's not at the table. Good news. If you die in the game, you don't die in real life. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a relief to know. It's good to know. It's the first time it's happened on this podcast. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very humbling experience. Being a player character uh, in a world full of NPCs very often makes you feel invulnerable. I mean, yeah. and for the most part, you are. Yes, until yes, you die. for the most part, you are <laughs> right up until you aren't. Yep. We were talking, though, about this death because, uh, you know, I've GM'd for a long time and I've had a, a handful of different character deaths. Um, but like contrasting this to the last character death I had to GM through, which was our Friday Forbidden Lands group. Yeah, that one happened suddenly uh, without any sort of like warning without any sort of good like story resolution or moment it was just random and sudden and final versus this one we fought tooth and nail we tried hard so Uh hard to save him the fact that the round that ended him whenever there were so many uh other ones that he fought through and fought through and fought through was the one where Psykir ended their turn oh. right next to him. Oh. Yeah. You couldn't write that. I mean, you could, but we didn't. And I've uh. been editing, uh, as of recording, <laughs> the last episode that went out was uh. episode 27, where you, uh, Alonzo, had to deal with the trap yeah. and, got, and got sleepy. And <laughs> the amount of foreshadowing of that death <laughs> oh that we God. did completely unintentionally so far is unbelievable. <laughs> Just listen, there are people in our comments who are like, oh, I looked at your name. I was so scared yeah, for Alonzo. Oh, yeah. Every Bridgie time we P. see one of those. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's oh. like, hey, hey, just just continue to live in ignorance for another few weeks. Oh. It's okay. I We've been working in a whirlwind. It's been a week since he died. Yeah. Uh, he, we recorded that episode. It was going to be the last episode of our session because y'all needed to leave early. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went late. It went really long. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Did it go very long? It, it really did. I, I was uh, been working with Kat all week on on what to do about this. And the amount of times I have to say, like, I'm extremely sad, but also pretty excited. Yeah. 
is unbelievable. This is uh, this is listen. Yeah. This is special for Cat as well because this is her first, first like character real death. character death. Yeah, yeah. So you know, once again, f's and chat people. F's yeah, chat. show Cat your love. Well, in this time of mourning, or make fun of her. No, 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 no don't do that. Don't it won't fill me. Well, well, not her. Make fun of Alonzo. Say that bitch is fucking dead. F acceptable. <laughs> it would be fun. funny. It would be funny. <laughs> I am so sad though. Like actually legitimately sad. Like every time I think about the party or whatever else, I think about Alonzo and I was like, oh, he's dead. Cause he was like your yeah. average Joe guy. And he actually, it, it's so fucking poignant. Cause he had like uh, a the fiance letter. and the letter. The letter. We, mm. d- we didn't most, know, but goddamn. Like connections to home. I mean, all of you do, but like on air express kind of connections to home. He was like the average Joe and he's fucking dead, guys. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so sad. Well, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's not uh, ignore the inevitable for much longer. I know this is going to be one of our shorter <laughs> banters. banters. Yeah. We can't just start like at the tavern having ignored all the sadness oh no <laughs> so we're going to be playing this entire session again <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh I, I we i know you guys just leveled oh up but we're, we got to finish book one and then we got a lot of other stuff to deal with uh i was telling the crew before we started we have like one page left of book one <laughs> oh my god um, so close alonzo you're so close he almost leveled can up can i can i do like Chest compressions just to get him through the end of book one. No, he died before the level up, unfortunately. It was blood. I don't know if chest compressions would do anything but make more blood pop out. Yeah, anyway. Uh, let's squeeze that man dry. Let's, uh, uh, like, a, like an orange. Let's get into it here. Mm. Centuries before the Starstone was raised, the Wizard Kings Nex and Geb warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the Mana Wastes arose Alkenstar, the city of Smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. And on its streets, life in Alkenstar is a non-stop race to stay ahead of the competition. The players are turning on their uh, phone flashlights and waving them in, up in the air. Uh, and it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. Micah's angels. Minus one. Minus one. Micah's angels finally got a real angel. When we last left you guys, you had entered the uh, chamber uh, in which Shomalizirius was holding out um, like a fucking wimp. He was he was ready for you guys. He had a bunch of shattered like glass things with some bombs hidden around them. You had done a lot of stuff in here. You fought his clockwork handlers and his homunculus. You found out that he was had been working on something called Lyserium, another highly explosive material, and he's had trouble with it. Um, you found this weird rift towards the astral plane that you had to close up. Um, it was like shut away in this closet. Uh, and then you finally came here to this big room and fought Shoma himself, this mysterious figure who, who sicked the powder keg punks after Gattleby. And yet there's still a bit of mystery to unravel here. Uh, however, uh, during the fight, you handled Shoma pretty well. Uh, you but crushed his fabricator. Him, but his clockwork fabricator, you lit off for a couple rounds and it, uh, it, did some, it did some work. His robot was nasty. It went rogue. It did some some hella work. Oh, it was given the instructions. It did exactly what it was supposed to. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it went, went rogue. rogue. But um, uh, 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 
It was told to <sighs> disassemble anyone who enters this room that isn't me. Uh, we should have all used our caps to look like Shoma. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would have been a joke. That would have been so useful. That would have been really funny. But you didn't even know what he looked like before you entered here. No. And none of you had any idea what this thing was programmed to do. Firehead man. Firehead man. Uh, And uh, you fought valiantly. Alonzo charged in and made this guy sweat, really. He did a lot of damage to Shoma. Um, But the fabricator... up in his face. The fabricator started wailing on Chester, and Alonzo rushed in to defend Chester, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, And that was... Uh, the fatal blow. Uh, he took a critical hit from the fabricator uh, and went down uh, and had, I think, t- uh, a D6 times two of persistent bleed. Yeah. yeah. He almost came, he came out of dying, basically, but had Multiple to deal with, times. with Multiple the bleed times. from bottle caps and, and rolls. But uh, between the Shoma trying to set off the tank and throwing him down a step and also the persistent bleed stacking up wounded, there was really not much he could do. Um, you just could not shake that bleed condition. Psych here, uh, well, we've all talked about this at ad nauseum off air, but you mm-hmm. backed out uh, to try and, you know, not die to this thing. And it kind of worked out because you were able to plink at it with that adjacent to you damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you then were, I yelled at it. And you were eventually able to yell at it and, and wipe it out. Uh, and we were talking, though, even if you had got to Alonzo earlier and cast some sort of healing magic on him. Chances are. I was out of spells. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if you'd used, like, I don't think, I think you already used the wand, but even if you had a spell, it wouldn't stop yeah. the bleed, and that was, the bleed and the wounded thing is what got him. Um, Could have used potions, but still wouldn't have it, done that much. Anything we did, even, that's this is all big ifs, would have only been an if. You still would have had to roll. Yeah. yeah. It only would have bought and it's a more hard rounds. roll. Yeah. That's a 25% chance to stop persistent damage. He bled out as I ended my turn adjacent to him. Yeah. Chester's been sleeping this whole time. Chester is dead uh, asleep. Unconscious. Uh, so is Shoma. Uh, but what a poignant way to go. Fighting, yeah, maybe not a boss that you guys, you know, in some adventures are, have been tracking down like Mugland, right? But still. Boss came out of nowhere. You've, you, you die, he died to the boss uh, <laughs> with all this setup and build up. And then the round he went out was immediately after Psykir came into the room, uh, spending all their actions on movement. Um, but that's where we're going to pick up right now. Um, Psykir, uh, you were the only one in this room who was awake. Uh, oh, yeah. So let me go first. Chester does this. Thank you. Thank you for okay. that excellent role play. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. Should I give him a bottle cap? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here, you're the only one awake in this room. Uh, you come into the room, and Psykir, you're someone who has uh, done a lot of healing. I know we we in this iteration of Galarian have the Church of Bry participate in healing stuff. Mm-hmm. Whether that's super canon or not, I am actually not 100% sure, but that's the way I've been ruling it. Like While, while the Temple of Bry is more focused on you know, research and stuff, they do like community outreach and have like you know healing stuff, and that's something that you've taken part in. Uh, and with the pool of blood that Alonzo was lying in, uh, the size of it and like how big it was when you left and now have come back, you know exactly what's going on. So Psykir was running to get back in here. I imagine that they probably knew right about where Alonzo fell. I think that they were in here whenever he passed out. Oh yeah, out. they were, they were he, yeah. And I imagine they were perfectly prepared to 
take a knee right as they entered here and start working. So they slid in, settled themselves on the ground, big metal hands kind of hovering over the body, trying to see where the worst of the bleeding is, only to realize he's no longer bleeding. Yeah, he has he has no pulse. I mean, he got critically hit by this saw. Um, I imagine it's kind of like a like a gut wound that just won't stop bleeding, um, uh, or wouldn't stop bleeding. But yeah, it, it's bad, um, and there's no pulse, and you just know that he's gone. Um, holy shit! Uh, Sykir's close enough to like a priest. Sykir is going to remove his hat set it off to the side somewhere where there's not, you know, burning goo on the ground. Like, brush his hair back, maybe close his eyes if they were open, and they're going to lift him up. Go back through the hall, past the place, hang on, <laughs> past the place where where we fought the little will-o'-wisp wannabes uh-huh. to that bedroom. And they're going to take a sheet and wrap him in it. Okay. Uh, Chester, what do you do while all this is happening? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Depending on what you say, uh, Chester could wake up with one HP from unconsciousness within 10 minutes, or it could take hours. Uh, uh, so I think Psykir is going to be the one that has to wake okay. you up. I, okay. I, that's what I figured. Uh, oh, then Chester does this. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Beautiful. Excellent. Thank you. Award-winning role play. Thank you. I try so hard. Uh, so, so glad you, it's acknowledged. You take Alonzo's body. You wrap him up. Uh, you separate his hat. Um, you don't go through his things yet. I'm going to handle these in a specific order. I'm going to tend to Alonzo to make sure that Chester only has to see him if he wants to. I'm going to take Shoma's pronas <laughs> to the table where he had that restricted mechanical thing. I'm going to lock him down. And I'm to going it. to lock him down. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, and I, I did witness that Chester was stable, so I'm not concerned about him. Yeah, okay. if, if there was any, like. Yeah, he got stable, like, yeah. rounds before that fight ended, if I remember correctly. Can you make me a thievery check? Actually, you know what? What is your thievery bonus? Are you trained in it? No. All right. It's plus two. Plus two? Okay. Basically, I'm just determining if he was to try and escape what it would be. You can go ahead and make a check if you'd like. I'm very upset. What'd you get? This was a three. Uh, so five. He's also hella... Un- he's more unconscious than Chester is. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah, so what I'll just say is there's not a lot to bind him down with. Um, and that you... Uh, I thought that there were like... Shackles. Yeah. Or was the thing just lying on the table? It was lying on the oh, table. okay. You can definitely bind him a little bit, but if he fights with it, you think he could overcome it. Don't worry. Whenever you, Ch- okay. Chester, whenever you wake him up, Chester can help with that. So what do you do next? Uh, I am going to remove Chester from this room and then start making sure that everything's okay. I'm going to try and heal him. Are you going to take him away to heal him? Yes. Same room as Alonzo? Uh, Same room as Shoma. Uh, Okay, so uh, you take him away to the same room as Shoma. Um, Are you going to administer any healing, or are you just going to wait for him to come around on his own? I'm going to to administer healing. It's been more than 10 minutes by this point. Okay, so yeah, make me a a medicine check. That's that's a d10. Uh, (laughs) That's a natural. That's a 12 plus uh, 9, so I make it. Yeah, you make it. So 2d8, please, just to see how much Chester comes up. Two. 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 One and one on two ones. Yes. Chester, you wake up at two hit points. Uh, You are not in the same room. Uh, You wake up in the room with the clockwork handlers. Oh, 
Jeez, what the... Something happened. I see we got Shoma. It's Dutch. Nice. What? And I am going to, like, reach under my little cloak and pull off of my belt Alonzo's hat. It's just us. I was too late. You mean... Alonzo is dead. Uh, hold on a second. He... Oh, he, he was alive. No, this is, this is, I, this is mean. This is mean. You, you, you joke. I know you do. Where, where's he at? Give me your hands, Chester. Uh, no. Come here. Put your hands in mine. The Chester does. He'll stand up. And I am looking right into his eyes. <laughs> I was too late. Oh, don't do. It's okay. It's not. You can be angry. No, I'm it's angry. not your fault. Listen, it's... Where's he at? I want to see him. I, I wrapped his body. Where's he at? Let uh, me... Let's, let me, let's go. He'll, he'll follow... Uh, 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 uh... It's okay. Psych here. Psych here. To the room where yeah. Alonzo's body is. And he will pull it off to see the face. Uh, you look at Alonzo in this blood-soaked sheet. Uh, you see his, his wound... Uh, I think you may have been knocked out before he was. Yeah. He, as far as Chester knew, Alonzo was alive. Hurt, but alive. Yeah. Uh, he's burned, but he's mostly just had this horrible wound inflicted on him. Uh, his face, it looks oddly peaceful. Uh, he didn't take any damage to his face. It looks like he's asleep. But he's his heart's not beating, and he is He's stiff. pale as fuck. Uh, Chester will just kind of, he'll, he'll spend a couple of minutes looking at Alonzo's face. Take and all the time you need. He is, he, he's got a couple of tears going down his face. He's not sobbing. Uh, but after a couple of minutes, you see him kind of harden up and he'll look at Saikir and he'll say, all right, there's some things we have to do. Did you remove his possessions from him? Are they in the bag? That is not my place. Uh, I, I think that as a healer, it would be remiss of me to loot his body. This isn't loot. Chester will grab, at the very least, he'll he'll grab Alonzo's rapier and he'll sheaf it onto himself. Uh, yeah, you look through. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of stuff, really, because he didn't have a lot of strength. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, he has, you know, the gear that, you know, Kat's talked about before with him. Uh, you don't need to thoroughly get everything off of him. The, the the rapier was the most important thing for Chester right now. Yeah, as you're getting that off of him uh, and really just as you like un- look at him, uh, there's a, a pocket watch that kind of slips out of his coat pocket um, lying next to him. Do you pick it up? Yeah. Uh, you see on it, it's a little cracked, um, but it's engraved with a name. Uh, you have to rub it a little bit because it's got some blood on it. Um, and the name is Wayne Tenrivet. Oh. Chester will pocket the pocket watch. Did you find anything? It's a pocket watch of his. It's got the name Wayne Tenrivet on it. Do you suppose that's family? Uh, a imagine. father, probably? I imagine so. He'll pop it open. Uh, you pop it open, uh, Psych here, right next to you, and you see uh, inside uh, there is a folded up... Uh, looks like to be some sort of uh, 
we would call it a photo. I imagine it has a different name in Alkenstar, but mm-hmm. just a really crude uh, photograph. A still. A still of him. Uh, and you see him there. He's got like a nice, nicer looking suit on. He's got his hat on. He's got his little Alonzo smirk popping out under his mustache. Uh, and next to him, you see someone that he's talked about, um, Eleanor. They're happy together, holding hands. Uh, the time that it keeps looks to be accurate, as far as you can tell. It's still ticking quietly. All right. He'll close it. I'll handle this. He'll hold up the pocket watch and he'll tap the rapier. I've got this. And then he, he kind of refocuses, he rehardens, and he's he looks at Alonzo one last time, and he covers up his face. And he says... There's time for this later. And he'll walk out and he'll go make sure that Shoma is secure. If you want another thievery check. Uh, what's your DC? What's your bonus? I am an expert and I have plus 10. Okay. I'll just use that as a DC that he'd have to beat. Okay. Then I'll, uh, Chester. Chester, wait. Hardened stares like he... He, he doesn't look angry. He looks blank as he just kind of stares at Shoma. And then he turns around and starts to go back to the room where the fight happened. I'm going to stay with Shoma. And for the next 10 minutes after he is secured, I'm going to provide medical attention. Wait till I'm back, please. I mean, you're, you're, it's going to take 10 minutes. Okay, yeah. And so Chester's going to go search the room that, where the fight happened in. Uh, you go back to the room. Um, I don't think you remember this from when you were up, but you notice that the uh, the big green vat is busted and there's uh, like burnt marks everywhere and some uh, green goo as well. Um, I'll read the flavor for you again, just so you can get the lay of the land here. An acrid smell permeates this 45-foot wide stone chamber. Against the south wall of the chamber is a 5-foot tall stone dais upon which stands a black granite statue of a robed and hooded figure its face hidden in shadow the walls of the room are filled with alchemical equipment and materials Uh, the floor is covered with various empty bottles and glass vials from the array of metal rods in the northwest to the large glass tank which is now broken uh, to the northeast a table covered in tools and reagents sits in the southeast corner of the room next to the dais Uh, and then there's the exit to the north which you're coming from uh i'm not going to have you have to roll perception for the bombs on the floor but you can find there's a couple more that you haven't spotted yet mm-hmm. um i'll reveal them for you just so you don't have your character step on them actually uh, chester would like to pick these up and take them yeah okay you can add two bottles of lyserium uh lesser to your sheet Luzerium. <laughs> There's a lot more than that. Is that all that's really able to be taken? Are the others, like, too fragile to pick up? Yeah. I think they got busted. I think, yeah. well, actually, yeah. I'll just, uh, yeah, you can get two of them fairly okay. easily. It doesn't look like there's any loot in here. Um, he'll search, he'll inspect the table. He'll inspect the boxes. He'll look at that statue. Yeah, the statue's the weird part. Um, a matter of fact, the statue and the magic circle kind of stand out into what would normally be a pretty typical setup for some sort of hidden hideout or hidden lair for an alchemist. But this statue is weird. It looks disconnected from what else is going on. And so did that uh, chamber. Uh, would you like to make a knowledge check on it? Uh, yes, what would that be? That would be religion. Fantastic. 
I love religion. That is a uh, 18. 11 on the die for a total of 18. Um, that's not going to do it, I don't think. All right. Uh, it looks like you can tell it's some sort of religious figure. I'll give you that much. Um, but you're not certain what it is. It's definitely not something that common people would know about. All right. And then there's nothing else in the room? Uh, nothing really else, no. Uh, you did notice, I believe, at some point in the hallway, the uh, busted clockwork fabricator. Uh, Chester will he'll kind of do a little nod. And as he walks out of the room, he'll stop and look to the right where the puddle of blood is. Yeah. He'll once again stare at it, blank-faced. Yeah, you never saw the the scene because you went down before he did, I, I believe. And then, um, uh, yeah, you only saw the body. You didn't see where he fell. And then he will walk out of the room and he'll go up to where uh, Saikir is. And he'll say, in the interest of learning everything we can before we do this, he'll nod to Shoma, would you go look at that statue and tell me if you can learn something about it? I get the feeling it's got some kind of religious thing, but that's not my forte. I will do my best. Uh, make me a religion check, Psykir. I rolled the same thing. Uh, 17. Uh, 17? No, that's not going to do it. Nothing you heard of. Uh, nothing that looks immediately familiar. Alrighty. This uh, is definitely Norgerber. Or, um, Mad God. Ne- Nexus. Uh, Nethus. Nethus. Nethus? Calls magic stuff. Uh, the, um, yeah? I don't know. Drow and Jacob are speaking as players in a Pathfinder game. The yeah. thing is, Nethus has a, has a very specific motif that this guy does not align with. Oh, I mean, well, because you don't always have to, I mean, he's the god of magic. If we're metagaming, though, I will say, Nethus is uh, a more well-known figure in this part of the world uh, as a religious figure. Because so you probably, unless it was mm-hmm. some ver- variant of it, you probably would recognize Nethus, but it doesn't look yeah. like Oh, Nethus. okay. Um, well, I know one way we can find out. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right. I would like to speak with him first. Oh, you go right on ahead. We have a lot of talking to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to... I'm going to resume where I left off in treating him in hopes that I can get his blood pressure up enough that he gains some cognizance. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to make you roll a check for it because he'll eventually come around uh, mm-hmm. at one hit point. <laughs> um, uh, the wire alchemist flinches uh, when he wakes up expe- as if expecting to be hit and he bluffers. What? What are you here for? Why did you? Why did you? At first, we just wanted information. As to why you wanted to kill Gattleby. Gattleby? I, I, I didn't want to kill Gattleby. The powder gag punks. Okay, yeah, I I paid off that brick blaster buffoon and his, his punks. I didn't pay them to kill Gattleby. I wanted them to capture Gattleby for me. They, they know they'll never get the pyronite from him, but for me, for me, I'll give it to him gladly. Uh, uh, Are you trying to endear yourself to us? Endear myself? You do realize the position you're in. Well, that's why I hired them. I wanted, I wanted Gattel before his formula. I didn't want to, didn't want to kill him. I needed, I needed what he knew. Did it never occur to you just to ask? I did ask, and he snubbed me, and he stole my research to make his pyronite. Really? Yes. He looks shifty. 
eyed at all of you. He says, all right, look, I'm ruined, okay? I don't have my lab. I have any way to make money. I know some bad people a lot of gold. Just turn me over to shield marshals. Kill me, help. Make me your personal servant for all I care. Whatever you decide to do, I'm good as dead anyway. And what's the point of what's the point of getting that pyronite from Gattleby now now that the cat's out of the bag? Didn't you hear? Oh. Don't you guys read whisper sheets? Someone else supposedly has reverse engineered the formula. And when did this happen? Oh, just a couple days ago. Well, we do read the whisper sheets. You didn't see it in the whisper sheets. Ah. Uh, this guy also seems a little sketch. Yeah. Oh, you said you got a lot of people after you. What kind of people after you were able to send? Oh, I don't know. It was it a demon? A div. A div. A div. What kind of people could send a div after you? A div after me. Mind reading. Got an eyeball for oh, a face with stupid teeth. thing. He was of no use. He didn't know anything that would help me uh, uh, improve my lyserium. And so I sent him on his way and didn't even and hope the door kicked his ass on the way out. What about those wisps that were in your broom closet? Your pantry? Wisps? The Ayatons. Aya- Ayatons. You can see the like math going on in his head. It's like, oh shit. I guess that portal's that rift was getting bigger. Not anymore. <sighs> What's that statue of in the room where you fought us? I don't know. It was here when I got the place. Ah. All right. I got a feeling about this place, and then I discovered this hidden chamber, and I started to use it. But that that statue was already there, and that that rift was a good spot. Uh, so you just ha- so happened to choose this place. No one told you to come here. No one recommended it. You just had a feeling. I was following the secret to change my fate. It's a saying among circles of people like me, pointing to his like fiery hair. The Janikin. The Janikin, yes. <laughs> I followed the signs, looking for that the secret, the secret to, to change my fate. And one of them led me to this apartment. And I discovered this, this, this temple, this temple to, to the master of secrets. Uh. It is Norgiver. Nice call. <laughs> Although fat lot of good that did me. So you do have a name for this guy, and you just didn't tell us. I don't know his name, but I know he collects secrets. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. D- can I can I roll uh, religion again to see if that clears anything up? I'll just tell you with the result you already got on both of your checks. Okay. Yeah, you know this is some Norgerber bullshit. Oh. I want a bottle cap right now! <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, I know you guys as players have seen uh, the hooded figure yeah, the before. Hooded, the hooded figure. I know your alarm bells as soon as you saw that were going boop, 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 boop. Uh, so you're telling me that we came after you because you went after Gattleby, and it was just because it's just, and now it meant nothing. Yeah, dude, you killed our friend. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> just, oh, just shit. gonna sock him one. <laughs> oh, did the did the machine? Ooh, yeah, the machine got him, didn't it? What is wrong with you? Anything to get ahead in this place before it outpaces you. How about this? Do you know the name Muglin? I think I've heard of him. I think I owe some money. Loveless. What about Loveless? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's that shield marshal bitch, pain in the butt. So you don't work with them? You don't know them? No, I'm a lower class scumbag than that. Had you only spoken with us as we tried to do, 
Perhaps we could have been allies. <sighs> I want to know something, Shoma. What? Have you ever lost somebody close to you? Yeah. Would you forgive the person who took them from you? He thinks real hard for a second. <laughs> Maybe. Under what circumstances? I don't know. Maybe if I... I don't know. I, I, maybe I could forgive something like that, but someone... Gattleby, he took my ideas, and now other people have, have reinvented his, and that's his comeuppance. So, so, just one more time. This is... Gattleby stole your ideas? I'm sure of it. So you have no proof. You just think that there's no way someone could be smarter than you and figure out something quicker than you. I know that he used my research. How? I know that he read it. To be a- fair to him, Chester, Gattleby did remember him as a loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. he did. <laughs> I went back to the college to, to get some of my old notes from when I was at school, and I found out that Gattleby had checked them out. He checked them out. It was on the, on the log. And I confronted him about it, and and he he snubbed me, he snubbed me, and I know I know he's built off of my 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 formulas to make pyronite. And it serves him right that someone else has reverse engineered it now. So you're angry that he used your published material? It wasn't published. It was at the university, and he didn't credit me. Damn it! Oh, show me you're a character. I don't know what you're talking about. This is not going to be good for you. I got bombs. I got a gun. I want to put him in the Lyserium tank. But he's immune to fire. Is he immune to drowning? Yeah, but that'd be no different than drowning him in water. We could pour bottled lightning down his mouth. It's it's about... I know it's about... Sweaty. <laughs> I, know, I know it's about the like... No, it's, he's, he's resistant to fire, but I don't uh, think he ever took enough damage to overcome it. I know it's about the principle, but you know what? No, actually, now that I think about it, he might just be tough. Hey, hey, are you immune to or like fire is just weak and weak against you? Fire hurts. Okay. All right. Oh, you know what? Looks back and forth nervously. You blew up your big tank. You think a body could fit in your smaller tanks? No. Could a body fit in his smaller tanks? No. Ah, uh, maybe a small body. Uh, we could chop Chester. them down to size. It might be even greater a revenge to let this pathetic thing go and live his miserable life. Chester's, uh, he's been hefting a bomb this whole time. And he'll say, you know what? I think you're right about that. But I'm pretty petty. And he'll smash, if he can do it, he'll smash a bottle lightning moderate onto this guy's face. Uh, make me an attack roll. Or hold on, no, it has to have persistent damage. He'll smash a blight bomb on this man's face. A blight bomb? Uh, it's poison. Oh boy, so what do I roll against that? Nothing. It's regular bomb, just it's poison damage. Uh, so you're just going to smash this on him and leave? Uh, well, I'll watch him die. Okay. Let me just ask it like this, because I could go through the mechanics of this if we want to, uh-huh. and like make the saves and all that. But this is an NPC. Uh huh. If you want to kill him, you can just do it. Uh, yeah. Okay. You Please, smash. I've seen enough death. Oh, you can walk out. I was able to save him. Well, why would you save him? He took Alonzo from us, and you know what he's going to do? He's just a petty little man. He's going to do this kind of st- stuff to other people. Ain't no sense in leaving him. He's just going to hurt other people. You saw how reckless he was going to leave that rift to get bigger and bigger. He summoned 
the planar creatures and then just kicked him out and said, hey, you gotta do whatever you do. He's irresponsible and he's foolish and he thinks he's smarter than he is. And those kind of people hurt others. You can, you grab Alonzo, put him in the bag. It's the only way we have to carry him. And then you just go out and I'll meet you at the door. If this is how it has to be, then I would join you. Psyche is going to pull out a dagger and just kind of rest the tip uh, vertical uh, for- against Shoma's heart. Forget smashing it on his face. Chester's going to like uncork it and shove it into his mouth. Press this in with me. Let's uh, make it quick. He'll, so yeah, he'll poison him and then he'll shove the dagger in with Psyche. You have been weighed by an acolyte of the goddess of creation, Invention, and you have been found unworthy. And I'm Chester. As much as I would love to make it dumb, but yeah, you kill him in a kind of ominous and cold way. Uh, I hope you go fucking bald when you die. Let's uh, <laughs> let's look at something here. Oh, Did, we also inspect his body once he's dead. Is coup de grace a thing in 2E? No. No, it's not. Okay. No, but sort of. Basically, you just keep attacking dead creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, in one e there was. So I was asking this because in one e there was a mechanic called a coup de grace or coup de grace, however you want to pronounce that. Uh, well, finish. Kill you off. immediately. Yeah. Apparently, it's not in two e, and I get it because if you're a player receiving it, it sucks. Yeah, you, yeah I Derek. Think, I think you found the same thing I found because yeah. they mentioned that. <laughs> but yeah. if you're a player dealing it, it's kind of neat. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, it's dark. Uh, in Forbidden Lands, I actually like that you can't. Uh, finish off an unarmed foe without a check. It's mm-hmm. like really hard to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to stop you guys. Uh, you finish him off. You poison him and you shove a dagger through his heart. Uh, and you leave him there on the table, I, I, I assume. Mm-hmm. After looting his body. Now, you already did that last episode, technically. Oh, we did? I think. I, no, we ended when Alonzo died. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just tell you, he has some stuff on him. Oh, who? None of his bombs are going to be useful to you. Oh, yes, because alchemist stuff. alchemist stuff. Yeah. Unless they were bombs he crafted. But, like, like legitimate crafted, not one today. No, crafted. he had yeah. a bunch of different uh, bombs and alchemical items, but all of them, you could take them, but they'd be, they'd go away. Uh, yeah. He does have an item called a crafter's eyepiece. I, I like the sound of that. This rugged metal eyepiece etched with square patterns uh, is designed to be worn over a single eye. Twisting the lens reveals a faint three-dimensional outline of an item you plan to build or repair with helpful labels on the component parts. Bitch, you got an HUD. <laughs> While worn, this eyepiece grants you a plus one item bonus to crafting checks. When you repair an item, increase the hit points restored by 15 per proficiency rank instead of 10 item holder. So this is for uh, <laughs> Chester. Yeah, this is this is also for repairing things more uh-huh. specifically. Um, I don't know how petty you're going to be, but he has a nice set of clothes on. Clothing let's high fashion just, fine. Let's just leave him in his clothes. We stabbed him through the heart. Well, he don't deserve it, but alright. You let me kill him, so I'll, uh, you, it's your turn to choose. <laughs> I need uh. I need you to hold the bag open. We're taking his body? No, oh. Alonzo. Oh, okay. Well, first let's make sure. That's that, it. That's it? Okay. Uh, I will hold open the bag and help uh, respectfully place Alonzo's body in the bag. Uh, he goes Respectfully in, in the bag. Doesn't go well together, he goes, but we ain't got much choice. He goes into the bag. Uh, he lands on an empty whiskey bottle. Can I Can I take 
his pistol. Sure. I imagine one of you would also want to take his heavy crossbow. Uh, yeah, we'll take the weapons. And we, I mean, we at some point we loot him because, you know. You don't want to put him in the grave with uh, thousands of dollars worth of adventuring gear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're right. This is not looting. This it's not looting. It's it's repurposing. Like it's it's it. Yeah. Uh, but you you take some of the items off. I probably just put them in the bag next to him. Uh, put him in the bag, uh, and you head out. Um, at this point in time, I want I want to do a quick yeah. thing. Could you give me just a smidgen more healing? I'm at two hit points. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I can for sure. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to fucking fight so I can see if I can get one of my spells back? You <laughs> uh, uh, That's a joke. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. heal him real quick. It's okay. You just don't have, have to worry a, about it. Smi- I don't like seeing that too there. Okay. Well, that'll work. All right. Uh, I just want to move more than two. I could stumble and die. Five. <laughs> seven. Uh, wow. Right. Twelve. <laughs> okay. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. All right, uh, you, you get above two hit points. Um, <laughs> I could literally have tripped and f- died. Uh, and you work... Oh, and you treated wounds, right? Yeah. Your wounded yeah. condition goes away. Oh, hot dog. So, you were looking at that pocket watch, too. Yeah. There was that woman. That looked like it was Eleanor. We should see if we can find her. Oh, I know where she is. Then <laughs> let's go. Uh, we want to do that right now, or we want to get back to the tavern and get ourselves in better shape? She'd know what to do with the body. That's fair. We don't have his preference of burial. So I'm going to say something real quick, because uh, this is going to come up. Um, but Alonzo has a plus one striking rapier. Uh, we're going to take those runes off. Oh my god. And then hold on to them and put him on something else later. Don't worry about it. You, you take the rapier. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's important because the rapier is sentimental, but both those runes, they don't have to stay on there. You take the rapier. <laughs> You're a monster. Yeah. I, listen, it's, it's, har- it's harsh to say, but like, it's necessary. You take the rapier, uh, and we're, you're heading back to the We're going to go to, uh, no, we're going to go to Eleanor's place. Directly? Yes. Immediately. And uh, if you want to know how we know it's there, uh, it, very easily we could just say Chester did a background check on his friends. Okay. If, or Alonzo could have told him in case something happened. Okay. If it's all the same with you, Chester, I would like to speak with her. Simply because I think I might be more calming, given my stats. Uh, I mean, I'll be in there with you, but yeah. Okay. All right. So you work your way up. Um, you both look awful. Because Chester's been burnt. I would like hit. to use the hat of disguise to disguise myself as a Clean less you? messed up Chester. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you guys head out of Hellside and you you headed into the Ferris Quarter. Uh, you head to the address that Chester knows Eleanor lives at. Um, because uh, you do background checks and you just kind of low-key stalk people, I guess. He didn't stalk. He just like, <laughs> found an address. He ain't been there or nothing. All right, so both of y'all uh, head up uh, and you see a door. Uh, it looks like it's to a little townhouse uh, in Ferris Quarter. Uh, what do you do? Uh, Chester will take off his hat and he'll hold it in his hands and uh, he'll fiddle with it. He'll look at Sykir and he will knock on the door. Uh, you knock on the door. 
Um, you hear some unlatching noises. Uh, and Cat, who do they see whenever the door opens in front of them? When the door opens, they see the half-elf, red-headed, fiery-eyed, and haired Eleanor. Which you, Chester, recognize from the portrait and the locksmith you took. And she kind of stares, and her look goes from who's knocking at my door to, oh no. Are you Eleanor? I am. It is uh, our understanding that you were with a Mr. Alonzo Tinrivet? She opens the door wider. Come inside. Thank you. You, um, you may want to sit down. He's gone, isn't he? Yes, I was there to confirm it. He... It was valiant. He saved my life. I'd be dead if it weren't for him. Sounds about to look right for, for Al. It's valiant, you say? He fought through so much, to the point that when it was over, a lesser man would have been gone for quite a while before that. He clung desperately. My owl would. Then she kind of like steals herself. Swallows hard. And who killed him? A machine that is disassembled, controlled by a man that is dead. He's dead. We saw to it ourselves. Good riddance. Or else I'd have done it myself. This was the least damaged thing that I think would have been proper memorabilia and I hand over the hat she takes it holds it over her heart and the tear goes down her face and I think he probably would have wanted you to have these too and Chester will pull out the pocket watch and the rapier and he'll hand them to her as well she takes the pocket watch but gently pushes the rapier back this this you may keep he told me he told me little of you to keep your identity safe. But I had a feeling I'd have a knock on my door. I didn't want it to happen. She sits down, rubs her fingers over her temples, and is quiet for like a good, pregnant, horrible moment, then looks up and asks, Do you have someone who shall replace him in your party. Well, the way I look at it, Loveless and Muglin, the people we were after. She spits. Yeah. They've wronged a lot of people, and we figured that our um, benefactor could search amongst them to find somebody. Why do you ask? You need not search. And and, um, she stands back up. This is my fight now. For Al. Chester will look over at Sykir. I tremble at the thought of Alonzo finding us in the next life, knowing that we allowed her to fight with us. Ha! But I also tremble at the thought of denying this woman As I was about to say, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit more scared of her right now than I am of Alonzo. You may, <laughs> you may have Mugland. Loveless is mine. Guess who else is Loveless, bitch? <laughs> oh! uh, Chester says... I ain't got nothing against this. I don't think Sykir does either. But before we tell you where to meet us, we'd like to talk to our benefactor first. 
That you may. I have things that must be done. Armor that must be polished. You also have to deal with... uh, A body that must be dealt with. I would, if it is at all possible, just to make this experience easier for you, like to know how he would like to be processed if he ever mentioned that to you, and I can arrange it. He wanted his ashes to be placed by his father's. A man of sentiment, my Al. We can do that. I will, regardless of the outcome, regardless of whether or not our benefactor approves of you joining our team, I will do this for him, for you, for myself. I thank you. Your names. He wouldn't tell me. Uh, my name. I know you as S. No, it's S I apostrophe K E E R. It's it is. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, it was. Psych here. It was S for the scene. Uh, oh. Clever. And Chester's is D. Chester's was D for Dampire. That's creative. My name's Chester Williams. Uh, at your service. Nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you too. Jacob tugged at his like. He went for a hat that wasn't that there. That wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're all looking at me. Yeah, uh, introduce yourself. I am Psykir Astartes of Clan Tau. <laughs> ah, you want... <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear another part of your name. <laughs> and uh, just for the record... Eleanor doesn't have a last name yet. <laughs> That's okay. My That's name's Eleanor. Eleanor. Last name placeholder. Everything holder. I've gone through doesn't Eleanor sound placeholder. right. Uh, uh. But you, uh, you've made this introduction. Uh, now you guys gotta have a couple things to deal with. You gotta, gotta talk to Phoebe. Uh, not just about the results of everything, but also about uh, having a new uh, team member. Uh, so we say to the tavern and like uh, Outlaws of Alkenstar symbol spins towards the screen then spins away and we're there. And I would be there or not? No, you wouldn't be there. No, because Eleanor's got some things she has to do to get ready. Eleanor has to deal with uh, some funeral stuff. Uh, Are you guys going to all meet with Eleanor? Like, are we going to set a scene uh, where you like say goodbye? Ah, yes. To Eleanor? Or to Alonzo? Eleanor is not going to be saying goodbye. She's saying hello. Oh, yeah. Dunsmith said no. Later. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Otherwise, you're on her hit list. We'll meet you at the final boss fight, and we'll just happen to work together then. Later. Tag me in. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I don't know if I had her join too fast, but uh, her guy is dead, and she wants revenge. It could be that, like, you got that letter, and, like, we all joked about it for weeks, about how, like, oh, he's dead now because he wrote the letter. Uh, Eleanor could have got that vibe and been basically just preparing to do this. Ever oh, since, totally. Even though it's only been, I think, a day. I think a day since I think the he's been gone a max of a week. Yeah. Um, but we can, uh, we'll handle what to do about saying goodbye and the funeral. Uh, first things first. Let's I don't get have you. to leave again, do I? No, no, no. no, no. You Yay! can stay at the table. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. I'm a part of the table again. Uh, but, uh, and thank you for being a good sport about being uh, absent uh, in the beginning. That I feel like that was, mm-hmm. that made, important. that made the beginning of this recording real somber. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just sitting there listening to, to videos to prep for my character. 
Uh, it was pretty intense for me. Uh, you head back to the tavern. Uh, it is, at this point, we'll say probably like two in the afternoon, although it is also in Ferris Quarter. And the, you head in. The smog makes it feel like it's like six o'clock at night. I honestly might just send Chester to Phoebe so that I can make arrangements with a crematorium. You want to help with that then? Yeah, that's that's kind of what Psykir said is that, hey, you're already going to go through a Made lot. Personally. I'll handle this. I got I got alchemist fire. I'm no. Kidding. I got Lazarian. I'm ready to jump over the table. <laughs> I mean, it already burned him a little bit. Whoa. Please. Uh, Please. No, didn't Al bleed out? Yeah. It did. Yes. But he, he did, did catch on fire at least once. All right, then Chester's just cool going to be people you. Do. Yeah, Chester will go handle Dunsmith. All right. Uh, you make your way in the tavern. Uh, uh, he goes into the tavern. He goes into the back room. It's just like... There's, there's like a uh, emotion oh, between his, you and Phoebe. His now. hat of disguise is off, so yeah. he looks rough. Yeah, and uh, he just looks. He at Phoebe. steps in. He looks at Phoebe, and then he walks into the back room. I imagine Phoebe notices it's only Chester, and gets a little concerned. Yeah. Uh, you head in the back room. Uh, <laughs> she walks in. They're both dead. What? Really? Now nah, it's just Alonzo. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you monster! Oh my god. Not that he was lesser, but that one would be better than two. Oh You're my a monster. Lord. <laughs> I married a monster. Jeez. Oh my god! I love you. Y'all are fishing for comedic relief. Oh, uh, please, we yes. need it so bad. Oh uh, yeah, and he'll, I can't wait he'll go to listen. In there. Oh. oh, actually, first he'll reach behind the counter, grab a bottle of something, something, and then care. he'll go into the back grab room. Grab some whiskey you, for Al. You grab a bottle, and it's just like simple syrup. <laughs> yeah, it's grenadine. <laughs> I, I, I've made my choice. I'll live with it. <laughs> Shit, gotta that'd be stick disgusting. to the, gotta stick to the gimmick. <laughs> we'll just place it down and not drink it. <laughs> you place oh. it down, uh, and Phoebe uh, comes in from Chester. What kind of trouble y'all get into? Is someone Alonzo's dead? Uh, she stops and says, "Stop playing games." Alonzo's Where's dead. Where's Psyche here? handling it. She looks down at the bottle of simple uh, <laughs> simple syrup. syrup. Uh, <laughs> she steps out of the room. <laughs> And then she steps back in with a bottle of whiskey. Thank and two you. Two rock glasses. Uh, That's. I, I was going to need something a bit stronger than this. Uh, she says, "Sit down, sit down." Um, shit. Yeah, he'll pop open the bottle. He'll pour it. He'll say, "Shoma was a dead end. He was just jealous of Gattleby. He wanted the formula so we could sell it." A dead end. No connection to Loveless. No, no connection, connection to Muglins. He was just a podunk, petty little man. And you hear in your head, he was a loser, bitch. Yeah, he was a podunk, petty little man who just wanted Gattleby's formula. He wanted the formula, all right. Was he able to, was he able to get it? Is, is it? Has it been... According to him, no. But according to him, somebody else has. He said it was in the whispers, but I don't remember to see it, seeing it. According to him, somebody's already reverse engineered it. Whenever you say that, like, she's, like, mid-gulp and then stops and slams the rock glass on the table. Say that again. According to Shoma, somehow he heard that somebody has reversed-engineered Pyronite. But he said it was in the whispers. And we read the whispers. I didn't see nothing. Yeah, because we redacted that one. Oh. Yeah. We 
Well, I mean, I work for a duchess. That's the kind of stuff that'd be nice to know for our group. We thought it was just a, just a bunch of nothing. So yeah, Alonzo's dead and Shoma was a dead end. Everything we found out from him, we already knew apparently. And Chester's staring at her. We also learned that he was in a place where there was a Norgerber statue. It was Norgerber, and I want a bottle cap. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a bottle cap. Yeah, yeah! He, he happened to be in a little... He found, like, a little temple to Norgerber, and that's where his base was. He summoned planar creatures. He he cracked open rifts to the astral... Astral plane? Yeah. To the astral plane, or so at he, least found them and let them get bigger. This guy was a maniac. He summoned the, the thing that went after y'all? That's what he made it sound like. I'm glad you took care of him. You took care of him. Yeah, he ain't coming back. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't blame you. As much as I'd like to lock him up, he's probably better that he's gone for good. Yeah. Hmm. So what now? This, 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 Miss Dunsmith, what, what did we do this for? We got nothing from this. No. If we had left him alone, nothing would have changed. He was even going to stop going after Gattleby because the it's already been reverse engineered. Yeah, but that only happened recently. Ugh. Shit. Uh, so she, yeah, excuse me for a minute. I'll be back. That's my report. He'll sit there. If she walks out, he'll just keep sitting there drinking. Uh, you hear she leaves the. You hear like the door close. Step, 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 step. You hear another door open and close, and then you hear. You mean some straight up Yosemite Sam non bleeped out? Yeah. Uh, and then she comes back in after a couple minutes and says, Look, um, I mean, y'all knew the risk going into this, and we have to pursue every lead. This Pyronite stuff's dangerous. And with people like Shoma out there, you never know whose hands it's going to fall into. And sometimes you hit the dead ends, and sometimes the leads don't go nowhere. We got to track down to make sure that no one has actually reversed engineered, or if they have, we need to corral them and keep this from getting out. Because people like Mugland and Shoma on the loose, I mean, this formula, the the destructive power of this could could cause a lot of pain and and suffering in a lot of people's lives. Hell, not even just in this city. Uh, you know, we wedged in between two. Two magical powers. Yeah. Always at each other's throats. One of them starts mass producing Pyronite, then we're gonna get caught in another war. Could be just as easy as that. That's why that's why we have to track down every lead. And God, I know I know y'all been through hell, and I know I know Al's gone. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, he left he left me some letters uh, to send out. Um, well, on that note. I know you'd probably start looking for somebody else to join us. We can't do what we got to do with just two people. Oh, it's too Hard dangerous. enough with three, but that's how many people we got in the podcast. <laughs> I, I hear Jacob uh, talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the system is balanced for four, so, you know, but we make do. Uh, but. Jeez. <laughs> Holy shit. That was Jacob talking oh with some God. serious <laughs> salt and burn. Oh, my God. Uh, I think we found our third person already, though. Oh, you did? We went to go re- give some of Alonzo's last belongings to his uh, beau, uh, Ele- Eleanor. Eleanor. Yeah. yeah. You heard. Yeah. You talked about her all the time. All the time. Never shut up about her. Every single word. God, what a fucking annoying bitch. Hey, what, Glad he's dead. Wouldn't stop talking about Eleanor. <laughs> Seems like she's got some kind of skill with the blade and she's more than willing to come help take out Loveless and, you know, everything that leads up to that. 
Well, y'all been working for me for a week. Checks notes. <laughs> Checks notes. Y'all been working for me for me for almost two weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, y'all have done real good work. Y'all been super trustworthy and very proactive. And I mean, if y'all trust her, uh, then then I trust you. Um, I I'll visit her at some point and let her know where we are. I'd like to meet her personally before you give details about you know oh, then working you can for. Just, then you can just go visit her. Well, you know, before you bring her here, I'll, I'll talk to her about who exactly we're working for, being you know Duchess and all that. But if y'all want to go ahead and recruit her on the team, then that's fine. Uh, look, I got to dig into this reverse engineering stuff. We suppressed it that one time. And let's be honest, it'll be nice to have somebody on our team that doesn't have a Walden poster. That is an advantage, although. If y'all run across uh, muggling and yeah, it might not last too long. Yeah, it won't last too long. But you know, well, damn, I'm sorry, Chester. Is there going to be a service? The Psychir is working on that right now. Oh, I'm sorry, Psychir the Observer is working on that right now. Psychir Astartes of Clantel, the Observer. Forgot about that for a good couple episodes. Well, it's I'll, okay. I think Psykir's gotten over that. I'll, uh, I think that this is not the time. Uh, well, I'll uh, let me handle any of the expenses that come up for it. Um, as expected. Would y'all be too offended if I attended as well? I don't think Alonzo would have minded at all. All right. To Alonzo. To Alonzo. Drink your glass of syrup. I'll pour a dab into it and drink the whiskey. <laughs> It's all according to plan. Uh, all right, but, so. uh, you make a face drinking simple syrup out of stubbornness for Al. For Al, he would have got a kick out of it. Uh, Still can't believe he died, guys. All right, so but you finish up at the the bar, um, and do you guys want to? I'll let uh, you guys set a scene for uh, putting away the ashes. I'm I'm going to communicate with whoever it is that runs the crematorium. Uh, I'm going to ask for a stylish little box for him to come in. Something not like super fancy, but not low end either. Modest, but but clean. Yeah. Something that Alonzo would have approved of. Does um Alonzo's dad also his ashes, but is he buried somewhere? Yeah. Is he in a cemetery? We'll need to put up a, a gravestone for Alonzo, but it can't be Alonzo's name yet. Yeah. We'll have to get him uh pseudonymed. Yeah, we'll have to get him a fake name until we can cha- get his name cleared. Mm-hmm. And I'm Eleanor also, would agree to that. I'm also going to see if I can get like a, a necklace with a bullet that instead of gunpowder has a small portion of the ashes in it oh. to give to Eleanor. Oh, that's sweet. That that's going to make me cry. Like cat, cry, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Here, have the flesh of your husband, your fiance, but in ash form. It's like a better version of Kratos. All right, then, Cat. Uh, where do you think his father is buried at? Is it is he in, in the city walls? Is it in Ferris Quarter? Uh, is it... I mean, I imagine he's probably not buried on Sky Side. It's probably Smoke no, Side, but... No, it, it'd be close to Ferris Quarter. If Ferris Quarter has, like, a, you know, simple, ye old, great value... <laughs> oh. Jeez. They, they, they were not very money-centered, you know? But, like, you know, he'd be up there somewhere out there nearby Al would frequently go by to visit his dead uh, if you don't mind uh, I don't think a ton of people would be buried in the city proper 
Yeah, um, and whatever it is, it's just I would definitely have taken the time to go visit. If it, if you want to have a, like interned in like a was it like like one of those walls walls or something that could be in the city, but like if you want an actual gravestone, he'll probably be just outside the city. Then then go with that. I am not as in depthly into Alkenstar lore as you are. Oh, great and mighty DM. Oh, All right. great and mighty DM. So the group of you, perhaps disguised a little bit, if you're a feared, mm-hmm. uh, head out of the city walls. Uh, you see. The smoke stacks uh, poking up above the walls. You see the bronze skyscrapers poking out of Skyside. Uh, airships coming and going, landing in Pilot Square. Um, and there is some farmland outside of Alkenstar, and there's like some rolling hills. The weather is kind of weird, although today it doesn't look like there's any sort of magical surges. Uh, you can also see as you look back on the city, the uh, the there's uh, wards that kind of protect the city from uh, the more like harmful bits of magical unpredictableness and make it more tame. Uh, maybe it just kind of reflects itself as, as like a very faint like sheen, almost like a uh, like rainbow mist kind of thing going on. Uh, but you head out uh, a decent little ways. Uh, through some of the farmland, not quite far enough to get to uh, where you're from, Chester. Um, uh, but there's a nice hill uh, overlooking some of the uh, vines that grow the ice wine here. Uh, and there's a small cemetery set up there. It was one of the nicer things uh, Alonzo's family was able to do for his dad. Um, uh, and you all gather there. Uh, you have a small plot. It's like really small because there's a lot of, lot of graves here. Um, and you're able to put him uh, pretty close to his, his dad. Um, it's probably the next day, I'm going to say. Uh, late morning, like 11 o'clock-ish. Uh, do any of y'all have something you want to say? Yes. Um, since like here, I imagine, is probably heading this uh, alongside Eleanor, they're going to kind of have the little, what is it, coffer? urn or whatever Alonzo was not perfect but there is no amount of machinery that could have made him better than what he was and it is with a heavy internal ticking that I dedicate him to this land and that we as his surviving friends his surviving family the love of his life who he would not shut up about would not shut up about that we take his fight onto ourselves you did really good Al and we have it from here Testral step up you were a good man a good friend I'm gonna kill Loveless he'll he'll step back uh, Dunsmith will step up and say, Al, you did so good. You were an honorable man uh, who made the best out of being called a thief. And we miss you all very much, and I'm so sorry that you had to go too early before you could clear your name. We'll keep fighting for you, and she will step back. Eleanor? And then th- at this point, Eleanor is just... You know, the silent tears, but she's trying to be all stoic. And I imagine... Come here. It's okay. I imagine she might have actually brought her father, who's this stuffy-looking elf who's trying not to be sad in the background. Who doesn't like Al, but kind of does. 
And uh, she just kind of steps up very slowly. The swallow's heart, and she's like, my beloved. You held the keys to my heart. Do not worry. You will not be known as an outlaw for long. And she puts a lockpick right over the grave. Uh, And with that, as the sun continues rising on this warm uh, summer Alkenstar day, the wind blowing, you're seeing the beautiful vineyard in the background, and all these people gathered around Alonzo's yet-to-be-named headstone. And that's where we're going to end today's episode. Alonzo, you are the least stinkiest rogue I knew. (laughs) I can't believe I built a rogue who actually wasn't entirely messed up, and he promptly died. Hey, he lasted almost 30 episodes. Hey, let's, <laughs> let's take a moment and give a, a round of applause for Kat for all the hard work she Beautiful. put into this. Oh, thank you. I put in a lot of work after about the second or third time <laughs> Al nearly died in a fight. Oh, Kat, before, we, before the episode goes off air, you can have two bottle caps. Ooh, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> At Chester, you can have one. Oh, no, uh, I was. I already got it. I oh, already okay. got the permission. Yes, but hey, he said it. He said it. You can't take it. I back. worked hard. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come back next time in a more lighthearted and hopefully. No, uh, no. Sorry, audience. This is the podcast now. <laughs> all sad, all the time. No, so long as it music, includes me. Just again. sad piano music. You get one. <sighs> uh, everybody, it's sad. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. We are also on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at Third Gallon. We publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash michaelgelfie. Our special theme for this episode is Sweet Memories by Adam Sabin. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.